And we are recording now. La 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 la. La 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 la. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Two Shades of Grey. And today, your hosts are Claudio and David. Yes. How and are you, David? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a storm out there. A stormy day. We'll see how it will be to get to Calc. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> cold. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty slushy out there. Yeah. So some freezing rain, some snow. Yeah. And um, we're actually skipping hours. Hours. That's class right now, yeah. as usual. Because yes, not the not best. Not necessarily prof. the most. Uh, not the best. Entertaining yeah. class. Yeah. Anyways, so what's the topic of today, David? So the topic of today is something that um, I guess we've been, or especially me, I'm uh, kind of exploring, which is stuttering and speech impediments, and I guess just as a generalization, um, you know, like personal issues like that yeah um and then how much of it is biological or neurological and then how much of it is psychological so basically how much control do you really have over it yeah and you know i guess we're both a lot about like self-improvement yes so definitely. this is definitely something that is like important to us and yeah because we spent a lot of time like hanging out you know we're pretty close you yeah. told me like look i see a lot in you like i know that <laughs> There must be a part of you where like you can kind of push through a lot of your yeah. issues with you know having this like speech impediment so yes um it, set, it definitely opened my mind like i didn't think about it in that way i was kind of it, it was always about like okay i'm just what i need to do is just accept it and yeah. then just work with what i have but yes. maybe there's an opportunity to like really push through it and exactly then, i don't know and perhaps it won't ever go away and i think it will never fully go away maybe um, and I guess that's where we're, that's what yes. we want to talk yes. about, but, um, you know, perhaps there is a lot of control that I, ha that I have that I yes. really realized. Yeah. So I'm um, uh, to, um, talk about like where we're uh, starting off is that, uh, um, so you think that, uh, um, such speed in, speech impediments or other neurological, um, I'm not sure how to call them. Like, how would you call these? Like, uh, impediments or impediments just, uh, or barriers or issues yeah. yeah um so you believe that those are more rooted within our brain yes and instead i believe that they're more a psychological factor right um and so to start off um i've actually been reading a few books uh one of them oh i forgot his name uh i, I linked the author in the description but it's about the plasticity of, um, of the brain and it's so interesting this neuroscientist he's been working with many patients that have had uh, ictuses, that have had uh, um, um, Parkinson's, that have had uh, autism, right? And he's been able through various um, processes and just uh, um, educational tutorials and stuff like that to really change how their brain behaved and to make these people not so affected by what they had. Um, and so um, by reading that book, I've just confirmed some more of my theories mm. um, that basically, um, our brain and like the way that we behave is uh, extremely influenced by how we think. And uh, by having a, I guess, strong or good subconscious mind, then we can really influence and uh, uh, direct which way we want to take. Sure, some things will never be changed forever or fully, 
but we can definitely do a lot about that. Okay. What were some of his methods, if, if you recall? Like, um, how could he go about really like changing their plans yeah. or just how they even perform in that way? Yeah. So one of the main, um, so one of his main theories is that uh, um, to change a behavior that you have, you first have to unlearn it. Okay. Right. So for um, this one patient, she had autism since she was like three or something. Um, what they did with her is that they created this program on the com- on the computer that enabled her to go back to like ground zero kind of, so that she would have to um, like relearn how to do very basic things. And then from there, they would build her back up. So one of the main problems with autism is that people, um, they don't really value, I guess, like social interaction and they're not able uh, to... I don't know if it's about like valuing. I would say they just... Um it's just different for, for them. Like they just, they aren't really maybe capable of really like yes. having those in, those interactions. Like it's not necessarily like that they don't want to have it. Yeah. It's not like they um, don't want to just said they're not predisposed to them in a sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so uh, these uh, computer exercises, they uh, make these um, kids uh, um, just like read more or write more or like listen to audio more so that they're more aware of, you know, like other people talking to them and then speaking more. And so slowly the brain can rebuild itself. And in fact, one of the biggest myths is that uh, once you reach like 20 or 25, your brain stops growing and that's it, which is completely untrue because there's, you know, a lot of people in their, um, like in, in the older ages that uh, start doing like brain games, like Lumosity or Elevate, for example, and they're actually able to improve. Um, which is actually something that I want my grandma to do because she forgets everything <laughs> all the time. But anyways, um, I mean, there's a reason that crosswords are like recommended for yes, of course, like, yeah, they, they yes. really lend to yeah, be- because you want to keep your frontal lobe active, yeah. right? So that's very important. Um, but is that really like a is that a matter of development or is that just a matter of like maintenance? Because like maybe if it's just not really being applied or used, it just simply like loses mass or just well yes and that also makes or just yes but that makes sense right yeah but um you still want to like have a brain that functions as well as possible so that uh, um you don't just degenerate faster and uh again if you just have a better brain at older ages then you're just able to function better right yeah Um, and so like going back to like speech impediments for example um i really believe that you know since the brain is plastic that we can change how we are currently wired so that uh, uh, we just, I guess, not just see things differently, but also just like behave differently and think about um, the world and uh, uh, interactions differently. Um, mm-hmm. And so by really being able to delve into the subconscious, then you can uh, um, have a different outlook. Yeah. So. so, like, I mean, of course, I want to accept that, like, I don't want to have a, a stutter. Yeah. Um, like it's it's an impediment, so it'd be better if I didn't have it. Yeah. And maybe one day, you know, there will definitely be like a cure because like what we know about, okay, I'll, I'll just focus on stuttering because we're on a very like yeah. open-ended topic, but yeah. I guess from my like experience and just my knowledge about it, we don't really know too much like we, 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 we don't know exactly what causes it. We don't know why it's happening. Um, like we, we have some suggestions as to why. So for example, stutters have atypical auditory 
um, right? Their auditory cortex is atypical. So like mine is probably different than yours. Okay. Um, and then the like 99% of the population. Um, and then, so like, for, for example, uh, there's a thing called delayed auditory feedback where yeah. like if you have headphones in and then yeah. you speak and then yeah. about like a few milliseconds later, like yeah. 100 or so, maybe 50, um, it's repeated to you, then a lot of, a lot of stutterers actually can speak fluently. So there's definitely, like, I think that that region is definitely like um, the culprit. <laughs> yes, but, like see, but like stuttering. even that, like that can but, be influenced by your psychology, right? That again, that can change the brain wiring because of that. But like, I just, I don't know how like the psychology could like rewire like your auditory cortex, right? Because just, you know, as you develop, you know, when the brain is growing, like, because I think, and from what I know, um, we say like, okay, until 25, the brain is like, is still developing. Yeah. It's not that the brain will never change from 25 onwards, it's just that like your regions are really going through all those like, it's being built really. Yeah. Right. And um, so like with the auditory cortex is let's say like built or kind of, um, if it grows in a way that is faulty and yeah. that leads to something like stuttering, I just, I don't really see how, like, practice could permanently alter that. I would think, like, if, if it is the case that, like, the, the, the auditory cortex is a large part or is the main reason why stuttering exists, um, then maybe, like, a surgical procedure or something else to actually, like, you know, manually tweak it would, yeah. be, the so, would be the solution. Um, and then like the psychological parts are mainly overcoming like expectations yes. because it's kind of like the self-fulfilling prophecy. Of like, course, if I yeah. go into a situation or something and I'm like, oh, I'm going to stutter, I'm going to have trouble speaking, then most likely I, I will. Yes. And that happens in many other cases, you know, just think about any time, like you might doubt your, yourself. Exams. You go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go in, you know, write that math one through yeah. five exam, God damn. um, thinking that you're going to fail and then, yeah more like it's it's more likely that you will that you will yes so i would say that stuttering is deeply rooted biologically um there is like and again i mean and like it's not really dismantling a point because you're you're saying okay maybe like that is the case but then you can still like change the brain through these like processes yes but i just i guess i just don't really see how it could really change it like um, if it's already developed, then maybe like you could just develop, you know, different, um, tactics to like kind of approach like speaking. Um, yes, I don't, that's one thing. And I just, I haven't read that book, but I, uh, so I don't know exactly like what they said or like what his methods were, um, or even like how credible it is. Hey, it's, I read credible books, man. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, I can't, I can't like, of course, you can judge for yourself. Yes. But, um, could you just maybe like elaborate on how or like why you think like those brain regions could like be altered by that behavior or like what the author said about it? Yes. So um, again, the author didn't really delve into any speech impediment issues. Uh, it was more about, again, Parkinson's or um, autism, some epilepsy cases. Um, and it was basically that... Um, through 
a re-education um, way that these patients somehow they had like their brain the brain rewired um, and maybe as you say so like we may have some biological factors that cannot be changed um, but through psychology or through neurological work you can kind of build on top of those so that sure the underlying structure is there but uh, um, subconsciously you're able to just um, overcome that yeah and that's mainly like that's my view i don't think so because i keep thinking about it in terms of like a cpu right sure like <laughs> you know if you if you have like a, a, a computer if you build a pc yes. yeah you know there is a limit to how much you can compute yes you can never really change that unless you actually change the parts yeah um what a true cs <laughs> <laughs> uh so then like that's kind of how i see like the brain it's just like i mean Again, I mainly just don't really accept the fact that like we could just so just we can alter the brain in that way just by like practicing or something. Yes. Um, so mainly like I just see it as, okay, you know, I, I'm given this brain, I have to deal with the cards that I'm dealt. Yeah. Now, how do I kind of now approach of it course. In, in, in a way where like I accept it, but I don't really doubt my myself and then cause that anxiety which usually yes makes um, it worse yeah which which usually makes it worse so yeah it's like i definitely agree with what with what you're saying like even in the book the scientist uh, the the doctor like he's never like the patients never go back to like being fully normal right but they're like like this person with autism you wouldn't be able to tell that she had autism because she would just be able to handle it so well so yes, in one sense, if you are dealt some cards and you have to accept them, and that's maybe a bit where, you know, I have trouble with because I, I don't really see like a neurological problem as uh, like having an arm cut off. Like if you have no arm, I can't force you to like write with your arm. Like, <laughs> hey, no, you you can still do it. Like, no, like, yeah. like that's impossible, right? Yeah. But with something that instead has to do with the brain, then uh, I'm just a bit more skeptical skeptical because I really believe you know through the, all the experiences and like articles that i read or you know uh, what other people told me that you can really change a lot of it so yes there may be some underlying structure that you can't change but i think that like a lot can be done on top of that to make it almost uh, like not uh, present or so not seeable then in that case could it be like not really actually like altering just the brain structures, but it's just like the neural pathways that you've, de that, that, that you've developed. Um, because like that is to me, I guess is more plastic than anything, like, than like yes. anything else. Right. Yes. So is it, is that the case? Like it's more so, okay. I mean, to change the way that I think or like approach something, it's not necessarily, okay. I have to like surgically alter my brain or sure. whatever. It's just more so, okay. Like when I, kind of redefine how um, like social situations um, affect you. Yeah. And like how I approach that, how they affect me just every and every single way that I interpret it. So for example, in that case with the girl that had autism, yeah. Um, do you think that that's more so, okay, she's kind of just like dismantling all these like pathways that she has and then just rebuilding them in a, in a, in a way that's more like conducive to being like, yes, socially talented. I Yes, I mean, not only, I mean, again, she started this process when she was three or four. So she, she definitely like um, had her brain grow in a different way that uh, diverged from the autistic brain. 
so that yeah. you know it wasn't only covering up or like changing the neurological pathways but it was also actually growing the, the brain in a better way in a sense yeah and um, but like when you do reach a certain age yes your brain isn't growing anymore it doesn't mean that, that it's not plastic but it's not growing so that yeah does so have I mean, an effect and then still. if she was so young like again the brain is like under so much change at yes. that point yeah especially when you're young yeah um like it's just it's i guess you know coming at it i mean like my brain's still de- developing i'm still yes. 20 but not at like not in the way that not like, at the same rate yes of course um yeah and then like for example you know people like some a lot most people who have a stutter like yeah. when they're young they typically lose it yeah. by the time they're like 15 sure. at the latest yes. because the brain is just undergoing so much change. Yeah. Um, so then like in that case, again, like she was so young, like if, if it was someone that was like 30 and then they went under some like intense, like behavioral therapy yeah. or something. And then it was like completely altered it. Yeah. How like their like autism, you know, then I might kind of like accept that it would be possible to do that for like, let's say, you know, like me or like a 25 year old. Yeah better and like kind of lose it completely um so i'm still kind of under the impression that again i it's just working with what you have and then developing like a good mindset so yes. that you don't have like all that doubt or like that anxiety yes um so that you can just train your yourself and practice to speak in a in a, in a way in yeah. my case yes um, that is like fluent yes they would avoid that and like see so um I really do, so I agree with, with what you're saying, and at the same time, I do really want to stress the fact that through a subconscious training or like, you know, just any behavioral training, you can really change how you perceive a situation, and then you won't have this pressure. Because in my opinion, it has a lot to do with pressure, and like I see it with you as well, like sometimes, like when you were talking about stuttering, in, like initially you were like really stressed about it, and then that's when it really happened, yeah, right? Yeah, and so, like, and that's completely true. Like, yes, pressure, like for me and a lot of people, like, yeah. definitely makes it worse. Of course, yeah, um, for everyone, right? And like, even when, um, so um, I had something very similar uh, gr- growing up. It was about just feeling pressure. I always grew up, you know, getting good grades and being good and being, you know, perfect, whatever. Yeah, brag um, a little bit, man. No, no I mean, I'm, I'm just saying how it was, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, subconsciously, my parents always feel that. And so subconsciously, myself as well, I always thought, oh, yeah, like I always have to perform to uh, make everyone happy, to satisfy everyone's needs. And so eventually, you know, I kind of cracked down because I wasn't able to do it. And like, I was just feeling so much pressure. And then like, I, I, I was just not able to say things. Um, and so then I did counseling my mom convinced me to do counseling. I did it for two months and then I just realized that I'm good the way that I am, that I don't need to fulfill anyone's desires of how I am supposed to be. And that relieved a lot of pressure. And I had one critical point, which I've told you about that, uh, one evening I just, when I came back home from counseling, uh, and I was really thinking of what my counselor said and, uh, I realized, yes, it doesn't matter what others think. And so I went out to my balcony. Uh, we have a, a third floor apartment in Rome and that o- overlooks this like path where, pe- where people run and jog and bike. And I went out, it, it was like six in the afternoon and like it was full of people. And I looked down and I just yelled. I just yelled so loudly so that I could realize that yes, everyone was looking at me at that moment, but I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the moment that made me realize, okay, like it doesn't matter. And sure, I still feel pressure now. And 
actually, um, funnily enough, uh, wait, funnily doesn't exist. Pardon? Funnily. Funnily? It doesn't exist. Funny enough, I guess. Funny enough? But yeah. it should be an adverb, no? Because you're describing, like, how funny it is. <laughs> Anyways, funny enough, um, um, when I speak Italian, I, like, just because of the language, I feel more pressure because uh, this, um, like, these, uh, th this part of my life with all this pressure was when I was speaking in Italian. Whereas with English, I don't feel as much pressure, right? So it's, it's funny because like I was talking to my aunt yesterday and like I was just feeling this pressure because I don't feel as confident when I speak Italian. Um, so I believe that so much of this has to do with just the pressure that we've received from the outside because like that's what has happening, like that's what has been happening for me and like that's what I find to be so true and I, I see that with you as well, I see that yeah. with other people. And like, again, the speech impediment is just a response of the body to a sort of outside anxiety or like outside pressure well i would agree but only in certain cases when it's just purely anxiety based because again like there is a lot of research that shows that like there are like neurological aspects yes. to it and it's also yes. like genetic too like it tends to cluster in families yeah and it's also if um for males males are much more prone um, to that yeah prone yeah. to having a ace ace utter so it's um like Many people, when they get nervous, they tend to have trouble yes, talking, right? Of course, that's so with like, everyone. And then again, like it makes sense in that case, like if you can overcome that like pressure or like that anxiety, then like you wouldn't have that problem. Yeah. But if you if your brain is like just you know malfunctioning, um, like there's no way that you can completely control that. So like I think that applying that to like my situation would help me probably like ninety percent of the time. But there will still be like that ten percent um, where there's like, cases that yeah. I will have like ten percent of words I will like stutter on or something. Sure. Um, but my actually it's, it it isn't that bad. But yeah, it, it's well, it's like ten percent of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like there are definitely people that have it way way worse yes, than I do. Definitely. definitely, it's a spectrum, right? That. Like yeah, it's um. But so like I think there will always be. Um, if it's the case that like the brain, uh, it's certain parts of it are like causing your stuttering, then you probably will never lose it completely. Yeah. But there's always a lot of potential to like overcome a lot of the anxiety, which usually um, makes the stutter worse or yes. causes it in many cases. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. So um, I think that we both agree on the fact that there is a like underlying structure in the brain, right? That it makes people more prone to this. Um, and that at, at the same time though, sure, some people may have uh, the, like this different brain wiring, but with uh, say counseling or like with uh, some training or just like, you know, uh, having a different outlook of uh, uh, what is perceived as pressure or anxiety, um, that we can really improve this. Yeah, right? yeah. And like, that's why, you know, like speech therapy ex ex exists, you know, it, it definitely builds you up. Yeah. It gives you that confidence. It gives you techniques to um, to speak because, like yes. for example, when I speak, I'm kind of always traversing uh, some words. Yeah, like because like I kind of feel okay. I'm gonna like, yeah. I can kind of like sense a block or like coming up. It's like it's but really. See, but it's really how hard. can that not be psychological, right? That maybe it is completely like psychological when I when I can sense it. Yeah, I just I haven't been able to overcome that. Yeah. It's just so like deeply rooted and yeah of course it's like how i think but yeah um 
you know, I'm always kind of like carefully choosing it. And that's something that I will learn, but also yes. like I, I saw a speech therapist for a brief yeah. amount of time. So yeah. Yeah. She kind of was like telling me about that as well. Of course. But there are definitely ways to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still of the viewpoint that like there is just a certain amount that you can never control. Of it's just how your brain is wired. Yes. And by wired, I mean how it's like, how it's cortices and like everything is like how it's, how it is structured. Yes. Um, yeah. And, uh, I agree with that, even though for me, it's hard to accept sometimes that, you know, some things are just how they are and they can't fully be changed. But as long as we put the effort in to do as much as we can, then I think that that's what matters the most in the end. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's where, where we stand on this. Yeah. And uh, we'll train more subconscious mind to view things differently. That's right. Yes, yes. All right, guys. So um, that was it for us. Let us know what you think in the comments. Um, hit the like button. Subscribe if you like this. Um, see, I'm not like, why do people have to say to subscribe? Like, I'm sure like me as a listener or as a viewer, even if no one tells me to subscribe, if I like the content, well, then I'll still do it, right? When, when people are reminded, then you typically get a higher like rate yeah. um, of like subs, of subscriptions or likes. So that's why so many channels yeah. are like at the beginning, man, like the video. And then like midway through, they have that little icon at the top, like, really? Like it. Like oh. it. And oh then yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end it's like guys, okay. if you liked it, you know, smack that like button because yeah. then it's just kind of it's like selling your of course yourself. You're like, oh yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, yeah. I should. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys, so subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole thing. Okay, guys, so we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. And Thank again, you. if you have any suggestions or if you want to come on the podcast or if you have anything that you would like us to talk about, let us know, and we'll see you next time. See you guys. See you guys. Bye. Thank you